Welcome to episode 344 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast, a podcast about life if your life is all about parkrun. I'm Simon and I'm joining you from Kwandamuka country. And I'm Melissa Ellis and I'm joining from Wurundjeri country. Surprise! <laughs> I'm back! Yeah, it's good to have you, Mel. <laughs> Thank you. Sadly, listeners... Sarah Jefferson isn't well, and uh, she lost her voice, Simon. She has lost her voice for almost a week now, yes. <laughs> so she wasn't able to step in for me and record. So um, Simon and I are recording a day early. Yep, it is Sunday night, so that Mel can still go to the, the Kikye World Cup tomorrow night with Ollie. Mm. So, yeah, here mm. we are. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> We haven't had as long to re- prepare, Simon, have we? No, we haven't. And that will be evident in the pod. <laughs> <laughs> but you had a, an adventure, so an adventure starting with Z. Would you want to tell us about that? I did. So I volunteered to Zilmir uh, on the land of the Turrbal people. Um, so Zilmir is on the north side of Brisbane and obviously the only Z in Australia. Um, so I was there with uh, one of my good friends from Mossman, who's she's one of the co-EDs, Aileen. So she flew up, finished her alphabet yesterday, and in me volunteering, I actually took my V index to seven. So it's been one of my goals for, for this year, um, and obviously it's taken a bit more than half a year to get there, but I finally did it. That's pretty good, a V index of seven. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with it now. What role did you do? So I handed out the tokens. Lovely. And did you meet some adventurers? I did meet some adventurers and I actually surprised one of them in that I met Roberta Winters and I met Cherie Martin. Um, so I, I saw Roberta in her Parkrun Adventurers shirt and I went up to her and I said, oh, so you're a Parkrun Adventurer. What's, what's your name? And she said, Roberta. And I said, Winters. And she looked at me and went, <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then I told her who I was and she was like, oh, my gosh. So then, yeah, and then I saw Cherie was wearing hers as well. So the three of us were actually volunteering. I didn't see a selfie, Simon. <laughs> Not with me, no. no. So, yes, that was that was a, uh, yeah, something that we didn't do. So the two of them have a selfie, but uh, I, yes, I didn't think about it at the time because I was focused on Aileen and her finishing the, the alphabet. Excellent. I hope Aileen had a wonderful morning. Shout out to Aileen, a dirty cheater. She is a dirty cheater, indeed. So she wore her dirty cheater shirt, but no ears this time, so ears didn't get the cheers. And good numbers at Zilmia. They're having, they're having a few celebrations. They did, and I actually, yeah, I met uh, Jill that did the 500 last week. She actually signed me in because the ED was, um, ED, who's the RD? He was with someone else trying to sign them up. So, yeah, I met her. She had a 500 buff on. So they had 100 last weekend. They had 100 yesterday. And Mm. that's about 30 more than they get apparently. Good work. But as you can imagine, everyone wants to go to Zilmir to do their their Z, but they Mm. don't get a lot of volunteers. So, Um, Well done. Congratulations. Thank you for volunteering, Simon. Thank you. Thank you very much. So you adventured as well. Where did you go? I did. On Saturday, I was at Nui Parkrun on the traditional lands of the Awabakal and Waramai people, and I flew up on 
Um, I flew up to Sydney on Friday morning and was collected by Sam and Luke Schroeder for the drive north to Newcastle. Newey Park Run has been well covered over the years with the pod's connection to Dave Robbo Robertson and our now infamous palm at the beaches when we had a Newey Frito on the Friday night. You can find notable content on Newey in episodes 31, 123, 161 and 177. But it was event 526 and we were amongst a crowd of 436 with 27 volunteers on a very mild winter morning and I didn't even need the puffer vest. (laughs) I left the rain at home in Melbourne. We were joined by locals Sonia, Peter and Oscar Polman as well as adventurer Caro Voss who made the short trip from Woi Woi to join the Frontally Fun. Newey is a fast out-and-back course which hugs the Throsby Creek on a mixture of concrete path and gravel and starts adjacent to the Newcastle Rowing Club boat shed in Carrington. Parking is in the surrounding streets and toilets and cafes can be located nearby. I had a fabulous run enjoying the energy of a large crowd, although somewhat bewildered, by a giant moustache that adorned one of the event's speedier participants, like giant and above his head. Due to their large numbers, Nui have a funnel set up, which worked very well, and special kudos to all the junior volunteers. For those interested in the unofficial challenges, Nui offers a plethora of options. Firstly, it is a successor event, which is uh, the second event to launch in New South Wales. It's also event seven in the I-Index, the first 100 events to launch in Australia, and is part of the region of runners, 15 events within the region. It's a crookbook park run. That challenge is to run an event profiled in David Crook's On Every Saturday book. And as discussed last week, it's a four-letter parkrun name for the Adventurers Pyramid Challenge. Afterwards, we all piled into the Pullman Mobile to be, well, not everybody at Newey, (laughs) just us adventurers, just to be clear. We all piled into the Pullman Mobile to be transported to the Bootleg Bakery, all very mysterious and with a deliberate rat-run route to ensure we had no idea of the location of the locals' best-kept secret. There were mouth-watering pastries to tempt the palate and we grabbed some with our takeaway coffee and headed to Bar Beach to sit on the grass and enjoy the warmth of the sun and a bit of dolphin spotting. After a very enjoyable morning, my chauffeurs and I bid farewell and headed off for more exploring. We stopped at Caves Beach, which, as its name suggests, is a beach with a network of sculptured sea caves to explore at low tide, then headed to Woi Woi for lunch and a Frito of Woi Woi Park Run. And incidentally, on the Friday, we did San Remo Frito too. I was back on a late flight home Saturday night and back at Junior's, albeit a tad bleary-eyed on Sunday morning. (laughs) That's this morning. Much thanks to my friends Sam and Luke who entertained me over the two days and the Pullmans, of course, for um, kidnapping us to their bootleg bakery. It was another memorable and very enjoyable adventure. And Simon, I thought I might just list those uh, events of the region of runners. After I say their names, maybe you can tell us how many you've done. So aside from Newey in the region of runners, there is Avondale University College, Bill Rose Sports Complex, Blackbutt, Bluegum Hills, Fingal Bay, Karula Park, Lake Mac, Lakeview, Norkabar, Singleton, Stockton, The Beaches, The Terrace and Maitland. I have done very few of them, which... Yeah, I wish that when I was living in Sydney, I had have done so many more of them. But yeah, I've done Blue Gum Hills. I've done the beaches for the Palm. 
and oh gosh, I can't think the other one was. It might actually be only two. Okay. Yeah. So Blue Gum Hills purposely was done because it was the end of my BG's challenge and because it was a BG as well. Oh, yeah. So I got it for the B, but I just thought it was pretty cool to do a BG park run for the end of the BGs. Well, I've now only got two, being Nui and the Beaches as well, also on the Palm Weekend. Yeah, Nui mm. has been one I've always wanted to do and never actually got there. Mm. Well, I recommend it. Perfect. I should get down there. But if anybody wants to write and let me know about the moustache that ran at Nui, and I even think it was orange. It was like, you know, when the paces are in the major events and they have a stick with a balloon or a sign on it to yes. be noticeable? It was like that. It was <laughs> it was just above the guy, a big moustache. Did he have a moustache as well? I didn't. I maybe was too busy looking at that. Big moustache above his head. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that will be very interesting. So a bootleg bakery. I like the idea of that. It was very fun. We're a bit into our mysterious secret places. Yeah. Like speakeasies. Great. Well, we've got a little bit of news and discussion for this week, so I might kick it off. So the last couple of weeks – the Parkrun APAC office have been running um, hour-long sessions. So there's been three so far. So there's been one on communications, one on well-being, and last week one on event support. But coming up this week on Tuesday is actually one that would be interesting for people who are starting a new event. So it's focused on a perspective ED or councils, or landowners, or anyone who's interested in, in starting a, a parkrun. So it might be a good one to to drop into if you're interested in that sort of thing. Um, there was a link sent to every volunteer, sorry, everybody who volunteered in the last uh, last year. So you should be able to get into that. And then on Thursday night, they're finishing out with the fifth one, which is going to be Carol talking about volunteers, which I think could be quite an interesting one, seeing as though it went out, obviously, to all the volunteers. Hmm. So that's Tuesday the 1st of August and Thursday the 3rd of August. Correct. Sorry, I should have said that. Yeah, and likely to be already have occurred by the time I get the pod edited. But <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, Simon, people can still click the link to listen to the recording. They can indeed. Exactly right. So all of those that have been recorded so far are there available and, yeah, and these two will be as well. Very good. So that is probably another example of Parkrun making more effort with their communications, would you think? Definitely. So they're, you know, they're trying to get a bit closer to the to the park runners. I've got to say that a lot of the people on the call so far have been event directors or ambassadors, run directors, that sort of thing. But there's absolutely no reason why anyone can't join the call. They're very, very open to it and they're answering questions on the fly as well. Mm, I do believe people can submit questions ahead of time as well. They can. I submitted a question ahead of time and then there's been, yeah, you, you can write in the... Um, chat box. In the chat box, exactly. And and they're answering everything. Nothing's sort of off limits, it seems. Very good. 
Also in news this weekend, Simon, there was a bit of controversy, um, as was seen by myself on the Parkrun Stats Geek group. PSH was scanned <laughs> at both Horsham Parkrun in the UK and at the launch in Queensland at Wes Mitchell Park. More on that launch later. But the general consensus is that it was an error at uh, scanning at the Wes Mitchell Park event and not, as was also suggested, an elaborate prank by conspiracists. That is quite funny. So he wasn't here. I think I think some people got a bit excited at the thought that he may have been in Australia, yeah. but he was not, just to be clear, he was not here. It seems to have been some sort of glitch. I wonder if there's another Paul... Hewitt or something. Maybe it was their barcode that was looked up on the 5K app or something like that. Oh, that's very possible. I was yeah. more thinking the old school way when you write down the barcode number, but I guess he's got a four-digit parkrun barcode, has he not, or is it even smaller? Uh, it's either four or five. I'll, I'll have a look at that and I'll come back to you on that. <laughs> I can play hold music. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know anything else. <laughs> I was going to say, on that, I actually helped someone yeah, find their barcode using the 5K app over the weekend. So he hadn't run in six years, hadn't actually had never run, and he was the first finisher, so it was important to him that he actually got his um, – time recorded oh very good well done yeah finding that we tend to use it to assist with adding volunteers to rosters when we don't know their barcode number yep and when we look them up on the 5k app when we have volunteers called john smith (laughs) oh exactly which we actually do we call him pa but he's john smith and he's hard to find his barcode number i can imagine Hmm. so paul sinson hewitt does have a four-digit barcode Yes. A four-digit athlete ID, should I say. Does it start with four? No. Oh, okay. He's A1674. Okay. There is another Paul Sinton, though, who's from Town Moor, but he has a barcode with three million. And is there a Paul Hewitt who's maybe registered at? I tried to look at that and I got an error, I think because I spelt Hewitt incorrectly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going again. There's a lot of Paul Hewitts. Ah. Let's have a look. Just a quick scan. I cannot see. But anyway, it's quite feasible that that is what occurred. Who knows? Anyway. Um, and, yeah, something else that the Parkrun Stats Geek group shared was that there's an eight-year-old holding the age-grade record at Coomera with an absolutely stonking 1847. An eight-year-old ran 1847. Did they do two laps? Like, you know, (laughs) I know. (laughs) So he got a ridiculous PB once at um, Berwick Springs and uh, I had to get it removed because she'd only done one lap of a two-lap course and gone through the flags. This kid does look like he should be 18 and, right. and you know, running at the front of a pack, just the way that he was dressed in a very, very high-vis singlet and wraparound glasses. Like, I think he's – well, sorry, from what I saw in the in the comments in the stats group, it was um, saying that he has to run with, like, friends from – sorry, adult friends. Yeah, because mum and dad can't keep up, clearly. Exactly. So, yeah, totally legitimately, st- he's running with, with an adult that he knows, or at least his parents know, and um, 
yeah, so the, I think it was 94%. It was just, yeah, wow. unbelievable. <laughs> very, very quick. Well done him. And Simon, being a local Queenslander, where's Coomera? So Coomera is at the very northern end of the Gold Coast. It was actually the one that was started by Renee Gimbert, so the now APAC mm-hmm. managing director. I can't think what her title is. Um, so it's one of the very early ones in in Australia. Um, it absolutely is. It's actually number eight. I was going to say I'm trying furiously to look up the number, but yes. Yes, so no, it launched as the eighth event in Australia and it is the next one I need on the I-Index. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. It's in my sights. That's why I wanted to know where it was. <laughs> yes. No, it's so it's about, I think, a 40-minute drive for me south. It may even be closer than that, actually. But um, it's one thing I've got in my sights as well because for exactly that I-index reason, but I still have Gin and Dera and Nui to do as six and seven. So We should thank the Statscape group for helping us with our content this week. Indeed, indeed, because <laughs> it was a little bit thin on the ground being Sunday night still. Those two things will both popped up in my social media feed, bringing it to my attention. So uh, credit where credit's due, I do follow that group. It comes up with some interesting stats. Yeah, I've got to say that table that they do that shows where you actually sit if you sit in, you know, 50 runs and 50 different events and things like that. I follow that very, very closely to see if I'm actually moving into another box. I haven't looked at that for a while. I am familiar with the boxes and it's a bit of a thing to be actually become a dot, isn't it? It is. It is indeed. So I recently, like in the last four weeks I think it was I I moved from into the 300 box but I'm still on 70 something so I haven't moved up a box yet but it was it's the first time I've moved into a box that's actually a triple digits I've always been a a quadruple digit box Mm. in our break I'm going to look at mine and figure out where I am now I haven't looked for ages so yeah that is an interesting thing so thank you to those people that put those together indeed but, Simon, people were a bit excited about Dazzers being back last week. Well, Dazzers isn't gone anyway. Dazzers is always there. But the format, <laughs> the way that we read out Dazzers and awarded a Nobi. Exactly. People were very excited. In fact, we had 155 comments in Dazzers this week. Mm. And uh, you've selected some of those for us to read out. I have indeed. So I'm going to start off with Sonia Pullman. So... Hers was quite simple. A frond packed into a car for park faffing. And in the picture were three peas. So there was Peter, Sonia and Oscar, Sam, yourself, Mel, Caro and Luke. Hmm. That was the kidnap vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Going off to that bakery. Next, we heard from Martine Barrett, and she said, mostly sunny and definitely no rain for Andrew Johnston and I this morning at Umbagong District Park Run. Great to see Stephen and Val Warwick for the second week in a row. Enjoyed another walk and talk with Val. No time for Park Faff afterwards, unfortunately, as we had a plane to catch, and there was a picture of Andrew, Martine, Val and Stephen at Umbagong. Next one I chose was Roberta Winters, as I mentioned earlier. She was at Zilmere, so she said, sunny morning at Zilmere Park Run with many adventurers, lots of comments on the T-shirts. So that was a picture of Roberta, Cherie, 
the Viking Paul, who was all dressed up in his Raiders rugby league outfit, uh, Coppo and Tony. Are they um, standing out, our shirts, Simon? As soon as I walked up, I could see, like, yeah, I walked through the, the clearing, I could see the two... Yeah, like Roberta and Cherie, I yeah, noticed them straight away because nobody seems to have a light blue shirt. Mm, I think it stands out. I think it does. Yeah. We might have to sell some more. Mm. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> we heard from Helen Davis. No rain, a little misty on the way there, but absolutely stunning. It bought Nolan's Park Run. I think it's Nolan's Park Park Run, actually, uh, from memory. But uh, Helen sent a beautiful picture of sculptures by the water at Nolan's Park Park Run. <laughs> the next one we've got is actually Margie Lewis. It did not rain on us today, although we need it. Beautiful summery feel at Tari Park Run. And there's a beautiful picture of the sun rising behind uh, Margie and some people sort of out of focus, but they're trying to get into the photo. They might have been photobombing it. Yeah, that was a pretty photo. I did notice that one tonight, Simon. Mm. We heard from Booz Dayton. Dayton? Dayton. And she said, oh, yes, it did. In fact, it waited until we gathered for the briefing to absolutely tip down and soak us all. But it wasn't enough to stop me from completing number 200 and my partner, number 50, at All the Park Park Run, Wolfsburg or Wolfsburg, not quite sure. But there was a photo of Buzz at a very wet-looking Aller Park. I don't know how you say it, I'm guessing. Might be Aller Park, but yeah. Okay, well, let's go with that. Anyway, it's in Germany. It is in Germany. She's having a holiday. Indeed. The, the park, I had to read about the park because I was wondering where it actually was in Wolfsburg. So on the site there, it has the stadium where Wolfsburg football team play. Volkswagen Stadium. It has an ice skating rink. It ha- it's huge. Like, yeah, it was. It's a massive park. It seems with a lot to do. Mm. Next, we had somebody from New Zealand. So Jackie Hancock. So she said, "Midwinter Christmas at Pegasus Park Run with Christmas cake made by the lovely Tanya and lots of Christmas dress ups." And there was a picture of Jackie and a friend dressed up as elves. They looked amazing, but they were a week late for the um, Christmas in July. Ah, yes, they were. But uh, it's still July, technically. So True. Well done. We also heard from Alison King, and she said, no rain but a frost instead at Puringa was one degree at parkrun time. No selfies as too cold to think about them, and there was a pic of a frosty, misty path at Puringa. And then we went to South Africa, where Johan shared, I had an early morning start to make an impromptu but long overdue visit to Kronstad Parkrun, South Africa again. As the sun started to rise, the first indications of the massive cold front approaching was visible. But apart from the bone-chilling wind, it was a perfect winter parkrun morning. And the photo he shared was just another one of Johan's ethereal photos that he seems to send through. Is that a real word or are you doing an ollie on me? No, ethereal is definitely a real word. (laughs) I promise you. (laughs) I'm going to look it up. (laughs) You can. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Um, Thank you to everybody who contributed to Dazza's. Yeah, there was a lot of excitement going on, lots of great photos this week. But, Simon, there must be an envelope somewhere on your desk. 
Do you know what? I cleared out a lot of envelopes this afternoon, but I do have one here and I will open it up. What do we have? This week, who does it go to? Sonia Pullman. Has Sonia won one before? I'm not quite sure. We really should be tracking these things. If anybody listens to the back catalogue and feels like keeping a record, (laughs) feel free. You always think of these things in retrospect. But, yes, well-deserved and a lovely time we did have there at Nui. Would have been awesome to be there. Hmm. So I think it must be time that we throw to Rachel with Club Corner. This is Rachel with Club Corner, where we talk about the what and why of parkrun clubs, and I am coming to you from Aranda Country. Today I'm going to talk about running clubs, not the achievement club, but rather the mob of people we hang around with at parkruns. We, the listeners, are parkrun adventurers and our club is called, The Adventurers. On the webpage of each country, under the results tab, there is a standard report called, Largest Clubs. In the first few years of Parkrun in Oz, this leaderboard was hotly contested, and different clubs had membership drives to push to the top. There were splits in families as people joined one club or another. There were also hair-splitting conversations where the number of Parkrunners, or the number of runs, was more important. People were convinced that their way was the way. Ha 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 ha. In more recent times, a Parkrunner can now have up to five clubs, so the pressure is markedly lessened, and families have been restored. Now to the nitty-gritty. Who has the bragging rights in Australia? Frankly, the leaderboard in Oz will be unchanged for some time to come. Leading Australia is RMA, Running Mums Australia. Following them are some ridiculously beautiful park runners, then some speedy, Brisbane-based park runners. We then head to some nationwide vets, and then down the table through various, more general, geographically-based running clubs. And remember, in parkrun life, All non-milestone clubs are unofficial and unsupported by Parkrun, so stay tuned for our future club corners. And thank you to Rachel giving us a bit of information about uh, Parkrun Club Simon. And I thought it would be interesting for us to divulge our affiliations, seeing as we've had a bit of a couple of weeks of discussing this sort of thing. So what clubs do you have on your Parkrun profile. So it'd be no surprise that my primary one is Dirty Cheaters. Mm-hmm. I have The Adventurers. I have Runs with a Barcode. And I have With Me Now. Ah, very good. What about you? I am very similar. So also no surprise, my primary is The Adventurers. And I've also got The Dirty Cheaters. And I've also got Runs with a Barcode, but I've got Team Veteran. Course, that makes sense. Hmm. So three out of four, we cross over. We do. I wonder what Ollie's are. Mm. Have to ask him next week. Absolutely. But would you like to know about the Consolidated Club Report? I would love to. <laughs> well, this week, the Adventurers Consolidated Club Report for Saturday, the 29th of July 2023, of a total of 441 members, 349 took part in six countries across 166 locations. In the UK, there were adventures at 21 events. Three in Ireland and South Africa and one in Germany. Locally, we had adventures at 
37 in Victoria. We're back on top. Yay! Yay. Queensland and New South Wales, both 33, 11 in South Australia, 7 in WA, 5 on the North Island, 4 each in ACT and Tassie, and 2 on the South Island and the Northern Tree. That's another bowling strike. Now, the largest front was at Newey, hooray, with myself, Sam and Luke Schroeder, Sonia Peter and Oscar Polman, Caro Voss and Lynette Pritchard. Only I didn't get to meet Lynette, so I'm sorry, Lynette, if you're a listener. I didn't know you were there. So next time. Now, Simon, I also wanted to give a special mention to the park run that is an island off-island with the name that I can't say. So I enlisted the expert and I asked Pippa how to say it. Hi, Mel. Um, you always ask the complicated things because actually we were just really cheerful and excited to be there and I completely forgot to check pronunciation. But let's try Inishman. I hope that sort of works and you can pick it out. If not, it was the most surreally bonkers bonkers day out um, and for anybody who's looking for a totally amazing adventure this is the place to go and do it so thank you pippa then so on the morning there was pippa white christine imbert linda boskick claire winnerzik and Cass Castleton. Now, I looked up a little bit more about this event, Simon, for everybody's interest. It is an island off the coast of Ireland, and it starts at 11 a.m. 11? <laughs> it was event nine, and 261 attended, with only 11 of those having already run at the event. That means that aside from the 10 unknowns, there were 240 first-timers. A tourist trip, I understand, organised by Andy Airy, involved a coach trip and a 30-minute ferry ride. So the reason that this event does start at 11am is because it's only accessible by the ferry and uh, it is dependent on ferry scheduling. And it's the only one in the world to start at that time. Wow. Now, 261 was an attendance record, no surprise. Um, as aside from the uh, 102 participants that were at the launch, numbers have ranged somewhere between 14 and 36. The island is the middle and smallest of the three main Aran Islands in Galway Bay off Ireland's west coast. I hope I've said all that right. I probably haven't. Um, and it only has a population of 184 as at the 2022 census. And according to Wikipedia, it has a strong traditional Irish culture with the residents being predominantly Irish-speaking. So hopefully we're going to hear a little bit more about this event in the future because it sounds like it's going to be a popular one with the tourists. Yeah, it sounds extremely unique with an 11 a.m. start. Like <laughs> we'd be frying here in Australia if it started at 11. <laughs> and I believe the ferry ride was quite um, rocky. Oh, wow. Hairy, whatever, you know, bumpy. <laughs> Andy Harry? I know it's Andy Harry. So. <laughs> So I believe he does regular tourist events. He's popped up in the comms recently or in – there's been reference to Andy recently, hasn't there? I've definitely seen his name. Maybe he popped up in a roving report recently um, and they sort of call it – is it Aries Airlines? <laughs> 
That'd be a good idea. He's either been interviewed as a roving report or somebody's referenced him recently, yep. maybe with all the um, events that were happening over in Europe in the recent months. But anyway, maybe. there you go. So um, a little frond happening over there on the island off Ireland. Very, very good. Well, the one thing that I've seen is that there was a launch in Queensland at Wes Mitchell Park. Mm-hmm. So that's in Tin Can Bay. So a little bit south of Maryborough in Queensland and sort of north of the Sunshine Coast. They had 112 park runners. And their website says that it's a scenic course along the foreshore of Tincan Bay, beginning at Wes Mitchell Park near the playground, heading along the foreshore on the cement path to the turnaround point, then heading back south on the path past the start-finish area to the turnaround point just before Crab Creek boat ramp, then heading back north along the path to the finish area. Is this one that's going to be within reach for you, Simon? Easy reach? So, yeah, I had a friend contact me uh, today and say that it's only a couple of hours north of us. So uh, it may be somewhere that I, I hit at some stage, but there's a lot that I still have to do in southeast Queensland. So it may not be one of you know, one of my uh, ones very soon. Uh-huh. Okay. And friend of, well, adventurer, Greg Garner, I believe is the event director. Yeah, I noticed that too. His, I saw his name pop up in, in the socials this week. So all the best, Greg, with your new event. And uh, no doubt the uh, Queensland adventurers will start filtering through and hitting up those Wilson numbers that they need. Indeed they will. Now, looking forward, Simon, with still reminding people about City to Surf. It's only two weeks away now. It's getting closer. So we're reminding everybody that we're having our front at Centennial Park Run. But I had an email just a couple of days ago and I thought I would raise it in case there's any adventurers out there that have been planning to join us or join me with the Guinness World Record attempt of the Wonder Woman's at City to Surf because the email that went out detailed the costume requirements. So because it is an actual official world record attempt, there is specific items that you need to be wearing and you need to be um, adjudicated before the event, a photo taken of you, ticked off. It's all very official. So if you want any of that information, if you are interested in turning up on the day dressed as a Wonder Woman and taking part, um, you can contact the uh, Wonder Woman organisers. You can search on the City to Surf webpage for details or you could just message me and I can forward it to you. So please yourself. I'm happy with whatever. <laughs> That's going to be amazing. I hope, yeah, hope they do break that world record. Hmm. What are you doing on the next Park Run Day, Mel? Well, I'm going to stay near to home again. Um, This is part of my new initiative to curtail some of my (laughs) travel. (laughs) And But this is the exciting thing. I'm going to have a Bailey in town. So Beck Bailey is on her way home from her amazing holiday that she's been having abroad and uh, she's going to be overnight or the weekend in Victoria. So she's going to go out to Studley Park Run and I'm going to go and catch up with her. So looking forward to that very much. That'll add another event to my Studley Park Run tally. It's not going to ruin my current tourist streak, which incidentally is currently at 36 events. Amazing. And it'll give me more time at home again to do all those domestic things that I don't get 
time to do. Excellent. What about you? I will probably go uh, probably go back to Scribbly Gum um, because my next thing that I'm trying to tick off for 2023 is to get my P index up to seven. So it's currently sitting at six. Um, and having moved up here from Sydney, I'm starting to lose some of those Sydney events that I'd done six times. So I have a bit more of a, an effort to, um, to try and catch a few more up. So yeah, Scribbly Gum is most likely to be my area this week. Oh, very good. I feel your pain there. All my, um, well, most of my P index events are in the southeast, and now that I live in the west, it <laughs> makes it. Yeah, you have to start building all over again. You do indeed. Mm. So I, yeah, I, I'm losing two of them, dropping off North Sydney and Willoughby are about to drop off. So I had to, I have to do three events. Yeah, quite a few more times. I think Scribbly's only two more times, but I've got. Cleveland and Redland Bay to do I think four more times so it's not going to be an easy task but soccer season is finishing so I should be able to to get down to those a little easier. Fantastic now we should say that next week I'm going to be recording with Tok so Ollie's still going to be flitting around the country doing his kick yay stuff (laughs) and um, most likely having the time of his life but yeah Talk's going to join me behind the microphone, so that should be fun. Thank you very much for joining me today, Simon. Thank you. I'm looking forward to seeing Talk, but yeah, very much. Thank you for stepping in with Sarah being unwell, and uh, hopefully, I do get that opportunity to present with Sarah sometime soon. Mm. As always, you can contact us via Parkrun Adventurers on Facebook, not Mel and Ollie's personal or our email address, which is parkrunadventures at gmail.com. That's it for another week. We'll see you all next week for more adventures. Bye.